Hi, I'm Jesse, and this is our guest, Anthony, from Gentle Giant Digital. What's up, everybody? How's it going? I'm good. So, uh, yeah, I, I would say right off the bat, I was catfished. By me? Yeah, technically by both of you. I, the only reason I'm on this call right now is because I connected, I guess, my own dots where you said, like, you're having to do the episode by yourself. And then I go on Facebook and see Melissa says her dad has COVID. So I'm thinking, oh, okay, there's like an emergency. You know, obviously there is a situation. I was like, I'll be a homie and I'll step up to the plate. And then I find out, you're like, oh, do you want Melissa to join the call? So it's like, well, I got catfished. You did with your dad. <laughs> I got I got fucking catfished. Well, I apologize because catfish are gross. Melissa's dad is in the hospital with COVID and so think good thoughts for him. She's asking for goodbye so he can feel better. Um, She had people at her house over the weekend and she was like, Jesse, you should come. So I did and then I got there and she had no voice. So on hmm. Saturday, she's like, yes, I'll be there on Sunday and then she's like, I can't even talk. Well, did she have a good time though? She did. So did you guys partake in mushroom taking or just weed or what was your, what was your guys' vibe? Everyone got to choose their own vibe. It was a choose your adventure kind of evening. And what was your adventure? Um, candy bars. <laughs> and what was Melissa's adventure? Uh, candy bars and the rock. All right. Great answers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love these short, close-ended answers. It really makes this conversation uh, go along smoothly. You made me say things on the internet I don't want to say. <laughs> what is it that you don't want to say? Now we're getting into the, the good stuff, the, the new game. So, okay, well, yes, I did partake in mushroom taking. Those things are magical to me. They make my whole body feel better. My shoulder has been out of the socket. You don't watch the show, but we just had our prom episode put out and we recorded that a couple weeks ago. My shoulder has been out of the socket ever since. Yeah, I was sitting on the couch, popped itself back in by its own self on Friday. And then Friday night, Saturday morning in the middle of the night, one of my ribs dislocated or sublaxed or slipped or whatever it's called when it's a rib. And it was mm-hmm. poking me in the lungs and I was feeling shitty. So I took mushrooms and it made all of my hurt go away from all of my bones snapping back into place. So let's, let's, let's slow it down a little bit. So you have probably, I mean, you know for a fact that you have some sort of chronic condition. Do you throw out the name of what you have or think you have? EDS, Ehlers-Donlos Syndrome. And, and what is that? A collagen disorder where your body okay. doesn't have proper collagen. Okay. And what, what type of modern medications do you usually use to, I guess, make life a little bit more doable? Like what, what is it that you normally would need to take? It's mostly trying to exercise in ways to hold my joints in place. I take vitamins. So I make sure that I get all of the vitamins, omega-3s, all the stuff. So, I mean, you're doing, you're doing a healthy lifestyle. You're eating for the most part healthy. You're taking vitamins. Obviously yeah. that's not fixing it. And then when you do occasionally take a mushroom trip like it just re- completely removes all aches and pains or not all it, of them no but it it releases all the tension in my muscles so that i can finally relax a problem is relaxing because when i relax too much my bones slip out of place so you need was- so you both mentally and physically like to or need to stay active physically active yes and then when you take mushrooms, do you, are you active or does that make you like a slump on the couch? Like you're just a couch potato? I would say I'm the same. I haven't really fully experienced the trip. Like I've been given mushrooms, but I've never actually fully experienced anything. Just from like a not, from a new perspective, are you, you're kind of used to taking it, I'm guessing. So do you actually visually see anything or at this point, is it mostly physical? I it's just a body high to me. It would be so like taking a Vicodin, how it makes you feel like you don't get Yeah, I'm just overall muscle relaxer type. Yeah. For a lot of people who do mushrooms, they actually have more of a psychedelic experience. Yeah. So are you I more might... microdosing or are you full on taking the amount you need to take? So 400. Beautiful, beautiful. Did you do any uh, marijuana while you were there? I'm always doing marijuana. Mm-hmm. Episode two is the first, that was the first time I openly did marijuana on the internet. Mm. They told me I had to so you'd be on my show. Now you're making me tell everyone I do mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> I, when I come on, I want to make sure the listeners get a quality show and they learn, they, you know, they, they walk away with something new. I want to make sure that we're getting the good. Oh, you want to know some good things? I earned a new nickname last night. McRib? Are you called the McRib now for a limited time only? For a limited time only until my ribs go back into place. Do you fear traveling? Do you do you have any fears with this condition? Is this one of those things where you just have to like live life and it just happens if it happens? It's just if it happens, if it happens. I guess I wouldn't want to be like on the toilet and it happens. And someone has to come into the bathroom and help you. Yeah. I think my fear with that kind of stuff is locked doors. I, I, I do tend to lock like my bedroom door. I'm just like, what if I need help and now I'm preventing help from getting? Yeah. 
See, then you have to have a backup plan for your own locked doors, where it's the kind where you have the little stick on the top of the door frame so they could unlock it. Mm. I think in the end, I just need, I need to check and see if there's any Cyber Monday specials for Life Alert and get you and me one because <laughs> yes, life, life's getting tough. <laughs> I'm just going to get a castle. You're going to have to rent a room. It'll work out in case I'm yelling from the ground. I didn't just live hearing distant. I think I would just get like a, uh, the poor version is just to buy like a fire alarm and attach it to a utility belt like Batman and just push the test button if you ever need help. That's like your $5 solution. And make sure you use the hot glue gun. Otherwise, it's just not going to, not meant to last. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> so are you, are, are you ever going to make the, uh, the idea of me being the, the TV guy from TV Playhouse? I prefer it to be in real life and I will still make the entire scene and set up and I will make that little TV and you'll have to sit inside a box with your head poking out like a... a I mean, if you move the move the show to Vegas and I'll, I'll <laughs> pop in once a month, maybe. I, I don't commit to things, but maybe I'll pop in once a month. You know what? I don't want to commit to things either anymore. People are getting bitchy about it. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think I, I think I over the years have gotten jaded over no shows. I've, I've had a birthday where I really like... I have, I'm a planner so which is why I stopped doing that so I've actually planned a birthday months in advance I have like the big Jesus table last supper thing reserved no one really showed up and the server had to come to me like hey we actually have a party that people actually showed up and we need this table now people don't show up when they say they're going to do that people are just people very flaky which is why I don't make commitments because I hate making commitments because something may sound dope three weeks from now and then it flashes by and next thing you know you're committed to doing something and I very yeah. much need to be in the right mindset to do certain things but so, yeah, well, it's, uh, if you ever wake up and you're like, fuck, I should take a road trip, you know where to go. <laughs> yeah, I, I get the daily reminder, it seems like. Someday, someday I'm going to pop up and make some magic happen. <laughs> Today was magic because I catfished you. It's been a while since I've been catfished, so I guess it's kind of cool. You're welcome. <laughs> We're having fun. Thank you, Anthony. <laughs> yeah, it's all good. So uh, what topics did you come up with that we're going to touch on today? So you want you want to talk about robots. Oh, yeah, I don't trust robots. I truly see the future heading to robots, especially in the fast food industry. I have the worst luck eating fast food. Nine out of ten times, there's something wrong, something missing. I see going towards machines because everyone wants more money and, and to do less work. A lot of people around me don't even offer 24 hours anymore because no one's willing to work for shit. I see the change in, in the workforce. And eventually, yeah, it's going to be robots doing it, which means you can have smaller buildings and your food's going to be perfect every time, which I'm all for it. Robots it'll never going to get... No, no, it'll be perfect until the robot malfunctions or it doesn't get a screw fucking tightened. And then you're going to get a bolt in your taco and it's going to be covered in fucking oil. And I'd rather have a bolt than jizz or spit or hair or, you know, dirt on the floor. There's so many things that are variables with humans and, and okay. that's not the case with robots. I would Give rather everything myself we've talked about this before we have but again if i can go to taco bell and know that a robot's making my doritos taco my taco bell workers literally smoke joints while taking the trash out i'm not against it but it does make me question you know the the sanitariness of the establishment i want a taco that didn't have two teenage guys that hate their job that feel like they're being underpaid that just took the trash out handling my food when a robot who probably has some automated maintenance or there's one human that goes in there and keeps everything Looking, running smoothly. I'd rather live in that time. Then you're putting all your trust in that one human who's still going to be smoking joints, going, all I have to do is check on the robot. <laughs> yeah, but what is he doing? He's oiling them up. He's, he's resetting shit. He, he, I don't care what he does. Let him smoke his joint. But he's not actually grabbing my taco shell and putting my one square of sour cream and holding the lettuce and tomatoes because that's how I like to order my taco. You, know, you don't want a guy holding your taco and screwing your sour cream. I watch these TikToks. People get angry at their, their managers and they take it out on what's in front of them. And that's my taco, goddammit. Am I going to sit there and make my own Doritos taco shell? No. Am I going to make a jack-in-a-box taco? No. They perfected the fuck out of that taco. There's no way I can touch those tacos. And then there's my favorite taco spot ta called Tacos Al Gordo's. They're located in Las Vegas, Tijuana, as well as San Diego. They make the best Autobata tacos in the world. If I was ever on death row, that would be my last meal. That's how legit, that's how much I love them. I even have a baseball cap with their logo on it, embroidered. All right. I, I need so to try it then. My taco game's strong. I, I, I'm very confident when it comes to my taco game. But you eat Taco Bell. <laughs> Actually, I, I rarely do. I mean, that was an example. But, <laughs> okay, fair. But no, like the, the tacos al gordo is literally a guy that has like the marinated pork on one of those like spits or whatever that rotates on the flame and they shave it off into a shell. 
It's legit tacos. All right, well, that's you put on the hot. avocado sauce. You put a little fucking salt on because that's the only way you can eat tacos with a little salt on it. I don't know if you. I don't know if you really lived. I think you've been cooped up in that studio with Melissa. Like you got to get out there and and explore. Use those. Use that palette of yours. Oh, I, okay. Something about my palate here. A new topic also. Um, I'm allergic to shellfish now, and I'm also allergic to things that are cooked where they cook shellfish. At Melissa's house, they had Chinese food, and one of the foods had shrimp in it, and I was like, "Oh, I just won't eat that one." And so I ate an egg roll, and then my face turned all red, blotchy, and I had blood blisters. I was like, "Oh, dang." <laughs> yeah, see that you always got those uh, stories that kind of gets me all hot and bothered. You always got me on the hook with those, getting me all steamy. Uh, anyways, uh, this is where yes, you, you could. Welcome. I was allergic. <laughs> To the Chinese food and shrimp. At this point in my life, I know, you know, what kind of food allergies, what they look like. But I don't. That's a brand new allergy. You just keep painting these pictures for me that just really, you know, oh, make, me, make, make me feel funny in my swimsuit area. Well, go back to your tacos cream cheese. I said cream cheese. Cream cheese? Cream. What episode yes. are we on? What episode is this? Like... Do you set up any type of structure for these people? Um, it depends. But as pages are turning, is it like a Goosebumps book where you choose your own adventure? Goosebumps, huh? RL, what is it, RL sign? Yeah. It's a business where you literally have to, like, stand out within that second where they make... Each photo draws a different kind of person in. You can't tell somebody's vibe based off a photo. I mean, you kind of can. You can break down body language and pick apart smiles. Yeah, but, but now now your profile pictures your new modern resume. So now you're putting something up that may Oh, look- if that's true, I'm fucked. <laughs> See, so yeah, here I'm I am. on ice cream cone when I applied for a job. That probably was not a great idea. If it's they don't business- want ice cream cone, they don't want me. So... <laughs> Someone that doesn't like dessert, they have a self-hate issue. Going on. So what do you it, consider dessert? Is it limiting to sweet things? Some people like savory things for dessert. Oh, you know, I, you eat popcorn. I, I, I do go a little bit back and forth. I kind of become a little bit more anti-sweet, but I can always get down on the ice cream. I recently had a bag of those Ben & Jerry uh, cookie dough balls, like no ice cream, just all balls. Those are pretty fucking good. But again, like it's all sugar, so I pay attention more to my health now. And I go, I remember as a kid, I always used to hear everyone say like, when you hit 30, everything just goes to shit. I remember in my mind, I made like a little note, like enjoy life, eat whatever you want. And then when you get to 30, that's when, you know, things slow down. Life, uh, life catches up. Um, There's a video on the internet about a second puberty where everything changes. Your whole body changes again. Your teen and 20s are like together and then it, you get second puberty. Is that like around the same time you have like midlife crisis? Because it's like, okay, now my body's not reacting the same as it used to. Now I'm like becoming like my parents I think it's all the same it's just like there's a point where like okay like I can't keep up with a certain lifestyle or I know, did that all the time I can't keep up you talked about going on airplanes going on airplanes always makes me feel shitty I always feel hungover afterwards I feel like I got punched and beat up airplanes are hard I'd rather go on a road trip I lose my hearing when I go on airplanes it's not as bad as it used to be but I used to lose my hearing for a good hour or so where I could barely hear so the only way to fix it was I had to either yawn or blow my nose and then my ears would pop but Otherwise, yeah, it was very painful. We flew to Texas in February. Oh, you had, yeah, that it was like the, the vacation of your life, right? You yeah, and the whole <laughs> vacation was rough, and it was really cold, and so I was shivering the whole time. And then I, we flew home, and that's when my whole body went to shit, and it never got fixed. Well, at least you made it up when you came to Red Rocks, and everything was running smoothly, right? Oh, you're so nice. You reminded me. Red Rocks, I also got sick, and it did not go as planned. Okay, we had our Beetlejuice episode. When we filmed the Beetlejuice, I was like, I'm fucking sick i'm gonna throw up nothing was passing through my gut before red rocks i was like well i'm just gonna have to fake it and just make the best of it even though i don't feel good and then we got there i made it to one day and i was trying to take care of everyone trying to take care of myself like no i need food we all need water all this shit and then day two came and i was just super duper sick i didn't make it to day two pulled it together made it to the airport made it home so were you there were you there the first night i was at red rocks the first night i remember seeing you yeah i didn't make it to the second night <laughs> well, i wasn't there for that was you weren't there i stuck with names but yeah I, 
<laughs> and literally, yeah, it was a big group of people down there and said hi. And everyone hooked me up with some weed. That was very sweet. Right. He was like, I don't need any more, Amal. You told people to give it to you. I, I told them. And I so was, they did. And you're like, what am I supposed to do with it? I can't have it all right now. Anytime I got weed, I always took it back and shared it with everybody. But I remember yeah. I remember we were in hard times. And I, I asked you guys and Melissa put out the fucking call. Next time I know, everyone's like, hey, you need to meet up with so-and-so over here. So-and-so is going to meet up with you. And it, was, it felt pretty cool. I felt like a Snoop Dogg where it's just like I'm rolling up in a strange town and I just got people you know got getting dialed in it's pretty nice everybody is always cool. about thank you Anthony I didn't get to meet all my peeps in Red Rocks there were people who came by and saw me and they were cool enough to hang out knowing I had just been throwing up we all got dropped off at the airport <laughs> I felt so shitty. I didn't even say goodbye to anybody. I fucking jumped out of the car and just started walking. Melissa was like, Jesse, what the fuck? What the fuck? I, so I, had, to, I had to turn around and walk all the way back over there, hug everybody, and say a proper goodbye. I tried to Irish goodbye a whole state. See, if I saw you coming at me looking all fucking sweaty and shy, like, I, uh, who, who told her to come say goodbye to me? I'd be upset. Oh, I wasn't sweaty. <laughs> I, when I pull it together, I pull it together. <laughs> Whatever. They all knew I was fine. So fuck you. <laughs> I made it home. And then Bayfest hurt. I don't know. I was like, dang. Bayfest was sweaty and weird. So, so tell me about, talk to me about the studio. So what is the five-year plan with the Nameless Productions? What do you, what do you guys see yourself doing with the studio? The studio, we have access to two rooms. We don't know how long we'll be there so we are making okay. the best of it as it is I, that just seems like a very 90s thing i don't know just wow all right but I again I need to look into this. everyone's wearing champion merchandise now so i mean what was not cool is cool so who knows what who knows what's happening anymore that's why I'm on TikTok to stay relevant. I got to figure out what everyone thinks is cool because what's cool now used to be laying the fuck back in the day. I got, we made a TikTok for Nameless. I don't know how to do the rest. Funny little clips. It's so easy. Come on. I don't know. It feels weird like trying to be funny on purpose. I don't know how to do that. I'm just naturally hilarious. A lot of artists, you're looking for flaws that other people may not see or hear. That part was funny. You don't need that. You don't need this. Boom, there's your little clip. Somebody posted on our nameless page. They were like, Jesse, if you had a dating profile, that would have been your quote. I'm Jesse Rolls. I smoke weed and say fuck a lot. And I was like, oh, I didn't even remember saying that. She was like, nope, I, that was the best one. <laughs> I think that should be part of the Patreon membership is where people get updates on your, like, online dating life. Like, no! Funny... I don't know if I have the heart to do that to people, <laughs> even shitty people. <laughs> if, if someone has the heart to say, hi, my name's so-and-so, here's my PP, like, you could blur that out and just be like, look at the nerve of this gentleman. Or uh, everyone else... Yeah, I'm a dick. I don't remember what we were talking about. So... Do I, so... Did, uh, <laughs> did Melissa ever respond back? Oh, yes. She is having issues um, with her dad in the hospital. So I was like, don't worry. I just I made sure that she had an invite and that she didn't feel excluded because, <laughs> because the last time that I talked to you, we didn't have Melissa because I lost all of the footage that had her in it. And well, it's kind of, we already have a little bit of a pattern where we've had to do the section where we have to stop and then start back up again. Thank goodness we didn't lose it, but that's, you know, thanks to me taking control of the recording. I know, good job. Not that that there's anything worth listening back to, but, you know. You don't think uh, think everything that we've said is perfect and amazing? I don't even know who listens to the podcast. I'm I'm so disconnected from the world. I don't don't know what's hip. I'm hip, me and Melissa, and our show called Nameless. So it's just you two listening back to your own podcast? That's, That's the fan base? Well, no. I try not, I don't know. I already listened to it enough because I do all the editing. (laughs) So I'm hoping other people listen to it because I work really, really hard on it. And if nobody else even gives a fuck, I'm like, well, dang. I I get what you're going through so I can actually interview on this. So let's let's let people in behind the uh, what the process you guys record on what day? Sundays, Sundays and Tuesdays, most weeks. And that is. And that doesn't even start there. You're you're designing props typically, right? Before Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So where what does the start week look like? Walk me through the process of this podcast. What let let's say uh, let's say for Maui Wowie. Fuck. All right. Um, we started talking with Maui Wowie about it. So there's pre-discussion going on a week. Yeah. Two weeks, whatever in advance. It's like two or three weeks. Okay, so we'll talk on the show. We'll talk about this, that. We'll paint your face. I'll make some cool props. Walk me through it. 
Then it goes into Tuesday comes around. And you're just, I'm guessing in. you've already finished up the last episode. So I'm guessing you've already published last week's episode. The video's all cut together. No. <laughs> we always have one episode recorded. Like, I'm always a week behind. At least a week or two behind in recording. So we record. I have it for maybe a week or two. While I'm editing, we are also discussing, planning, recording the next episode. I'm doing both at the same time. So I'm still editing. So you guys are building almost like a back catalog because you're, you're record- recording new episodes as you're still trying to edit previous episodes. Yes. I go in Tuesday. Melissa lets me know that um, Jameer's having her health problems, her husband, and she's not going to be able to come in. And I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. She and I were supposed to get together, plan our episode with Maui Wowie and figure out the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. Her not being able to come in meant that I was going to have to do all of the stuff that she was going to be able to do as well. It's life. You just fucking, I'm like, oh, well, fuck, make sure yeah, okay. you guys, You guys got a lot of rain, cloud, rain clouds. I'm really hoping some, you know, rays of you know sunshine start peeking through those clouds at some point. <laughs> So no. Tuesday, you're supposed to meet up with Melissa into the studio, and that's when you two would work on this. But on this specific episode with Maui Wowie, you alone had to go in on a Tuesday, right? And what is what are you having to do to set up for this next episode? I'm doing merch, and I'm also setting up for the Maui Wowie episode. So I made sure so I you guys up. did the mystery bundles, right? Is that what you're talking about? We have bath cool. boxes for Christmas, and we have slap packs, and we have sticker packs available right now. In our mystery bundle, um, it included a handmade calendar that we did. Okay. I don't remember for... taking any of those photos, but okay, continue. <laughs> well, you never showed up. <laughs> well, if we someone would say, hey, time. do you want to take uh, sexy photos of us, I might make a more of an offer. If you watch our show, you would just know. If you followed our Instagram, you would just know that that's already included and part of it. If you that's were part of our work. Patreon, you would also know that with every set, we also include photo shoots. Okay, okay so getting back to the Maui Wowie thing, I go in on Tuesday, breaking down the previous set. Melissa had cleared out that room. There was still old files and wood. Like I said, we renovated an empty house. I used black paper. I lined the wall with paper, did a design with UV tape. I did the bottom part of the fireplace. And then I started a giant pineapple that would be glow in the black light. So I did all of those things while I was there. And also I did merch. That morning I was editing before I went to the studio. Wednesday comes in. Melissa works nearby. She is able to go into the studio and work on it while I'm gone. Thursday was a concert to see Vonalia, Denim, and The Movement. It was, was, it was invited. You were invited, so don't be a hater. So Melissa's like, I'll get us a ride. She felt very, very guilty for missing Tuesday. And, and, and so you're it, trying to make it work. There was no guilt. It was like, oh, okay, I'll just, I'll make up for it. I'll do as much as I can. So like going with the flow is the way I have to live, but it's really hard to live that way. Yeah. So Melissa was able to do some work. Thursday comes around and she's like be at my house with sick that i got us the limo and i'm like what the fuck dude what are you talking about so she just was like nope i wanted to make it up to you i wanted to make sure we were comfortable we had a ride we didn't have to worry about anything we had a ride home when we were ready this is the way we're going she also had custom nameless tank tops made for us to wear was there one for me in case i showed up uh no if you said yes we would have i need a long so tank top it is no that's the opposite (laughs) i appreciate it long sleeve turtleneck thing Okay, so we go to the Belly Up. We get there in a limo. And Belly Up is an amazing venue that's on the beach or something like that. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar. Yeah, I've I've shot the venue a few times. So it's a really cool venue. It's it's kind of uh, very low-key. It's a very intimate setting. Intimate, and it's very comfortable. Yeah, it's it's between a Roxy and I'd say like a House of Blues, I guess. So you're stoked that Melissa got a limo. What what takes place? Is it just you and her? Is is the husband also in the limo? No, he he didn't want to go. Did you guys get wild? Did you guys drink some Trulies? Like what? What went what down? I need to know. Uh, no alcohol. We had Red Bulls. We had edibles. We had brought our lighting phones. We had brought props. So the plan was we had reached out to some people and we were trying to set up interviews, which was part of why we were going. All of the shows were amazing, and Melissa and I, uh, we wanted to set up interviews. So Melissa was like, "Well, if they need a quiet place, I'm going to provide us with a quiet place and a ride." So the limo and us bringing the lighting, we also brought a couple props with us just in case to put out the offer where we could park it around the back. And if any of the artists happened to become available, we could conduct an interview with them right there in the back of the limo. We enjoyed the concert. We enjoyed all the shows. We weren't able to grab any interviews, but we were able to speak with all of the artists. And the, 
This was the part where it was a little bit iffy because we could have just been recording as we were there. I'm not sure why we weren't. Maui Maui was taking pictures. He had a photo pass. He was taking pictures on his camera and then he snapped a few on his cell phone. Between Melissa and I, we did not... I took a ton of photos and I took video of the bands playing. But when it came down to speaking with the people, it was, it was very personal. It was very kind. Everybody was like really, really happy to take pictures and talk. They, a lot of them, they they sell their own merch. So there's band members working the merch booth. You can't ask them to step away. You can speak with them for a moment, pick their brain, tell them, you know, everything you love about it and enjoy the moment. So it that, might be a cool thing if you guys had like a quick little like, hey, we just want to ask you like one question. And, you know, it's just like that becomes like your thing. Like just, you know, I one did, question. I did then, this, but I didn't get a recording of it. However, I did get to ask my one favorite question to Denim. Vonalia, she was back and forth. She was not able to do the interview. She apologized because it was halfway worked out where we were going to. When it came down to it, she was like, I'm so sorry, I can't. She was running all over the place, working her ass off, doing her thing. Um, We grabbed some pictures. We said hello. The movement was on. We were in the back of the venue enjoying it. You know, you can see just as well back there as you can in the front. And Denim just happened to be standing there in the back. And Melissa was like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just ask. Introduces herself. She introduces me. We have our logos printed on our shirts. And we're like, you've been on our show a few times. We've seen you multiple times. We've seen you in multiple locations. We were wondering if we could finally grab an interview with you and he was just like i i, I mean i would but i can't <laughs> yeah it's, it's a little much to do on this it is and he considered it but his answer was i have to be on stage in four minutes I, that and sounds so, pretty legitimate yeah and we were like oh <laughs> yes don't let us keep you and then and then he was like okay well cool he asked us our names again and we told him and I said, do you have time for one question? And he said, yes, of course. What is it? And I asked my favorite question and I asked him, if you could be any animal, what would you be? A bird so you could fly the fuck out of there? Yes, he said an eagle. But <laughs> <laughs> you wanted to fly the fuck out. I wasn't holding it back or anything. He said an eagle because, you know, the king of the jungle is the king of the jungle, but they're stuck on land and eagle at least can fly away. So it was a really good answer. And it still felt like an interview to me because I, I asked my favorite question. I got an answer. And that, that question is special to me because it tells you a lot about a person and what they value in themselves and what they value in the world. And so when I asked that question, it's one of my favorite questions. It okay. People are able to consider what about themselves they want to put into another form. What trait would you take with you into a new body? I'm assuming you've already gone over this, but what's your um, a butterfly or a okay. tree frog. And it would be a poisonous one. Because you don't want anyone to touch you. Okay. Yep. And it would be very small and it would be very bright because the poisonous ones are always brightly lit. And it's a warning saying, don't fucking fuck with me. And if you do fuck with me, then you have to get sick and die. But a butterfly and a frog both get multiple lives. They start out as an egg and then there's the caterpillar or the tadpole. And then the butterfly has its cocoon or its chrysalis and then it's born as a whole brand new version so it gets to live on a tree and it gets to fly a frog gets to live in the water and it gets to hop up into a tree if it fucking wants to they get to live multiple lives in multiple different worlds and i think that's really cool it's like reincarnation in the same life okay so so to kind of hone back in on the original topic of what goes into making the episode. Oh, yeah. So Sorry, I do that. <laughs> did, did the show take place before the interview with Maui Wally or? Yes. Okay, so, so you, go, you go to the show. And it sounds like what you were hoping for was Tam to almost. Um, no, it was more, we figured we would just ask, but if anything, we could just introduce ourselves and that would be beneficial in some way. But also, I really just needed to get out and I really love Denim's music and I really wanted to see Denim do a show with the full lights behind him and like the whole shebang. And I was fucking excited. And, yeah, because previous to that, Denim has done, he's hopped on like the Dirty Heads live stream acoustic set. He, he did the album release party in Huntington Beach, right at Sea Lake. Yes. And was that with a full band, I believe. It was full band, but it was daylight. And then at Red Rock, it's Red Rock, so it's still amazing, but he was opening. It was an opening show, so it was still daylight. He didn't have the whole drama of the the lights and the shadows and everything. Uh, we saw him at Bayfest as well. Mm -hmm. So the belly up was the first time we saw him with all the lights and everything. I was very excited. I fucking love Denim. Well, I mean, if you were such a big fan, it seems like you would have saw him when he opened up through Sublime with Rome on the New Year's Eve show that I caught. I guess you didn't catch on to uh, the Denim train until a little bit later. I, I did not. <laughs> I did not. 
<laughs> I, I think it. that might have been his first show like coming out i'm guessing he like switched labels or something because when he came out with that first song with jared that's when he yeah that's when he played that at house of blues and jared went out and he did it with them well you didn't tell me so i'm blaming you oh, i'm sorry about it yeah dylan's a, it's a he's a very cool act very kind of like grungy very you know has old roots of like sublime with it he definitely got a cool vibe no matter what happened i didn't really have any expectations i just was like fuck it i'm just gonna go it was wonderful and amazing i got home at like 2 a.m i think and then i had to wake up at 6 a.m and get my kids to school the next day <laughs> you know normal thing something and something all now it's sunday did you guys get any have you guys posted any of these photos on the nameless account or yeah we posted pictures on our instagram yeah i'm and... sure how supportive i am but continue yeah <laughs> thank you anthony you're welcome you want me to get a button <laughs> yes get a button so we posted pictures we shared pictures maui wowie he hung out in the limo for a few minutes with us while we recorded a bit we did record part of our episode from the limo and then we met up on sunday so sunday melissa and i both showed up early to finish setting everything up. I finished working on the prop. Melissa finished setting up the whole room where we were going to be recording. And okay. the theme that Maui Wowie had chosen was glow in the dark, UV black light, pineapple. Like party. neon paint type stuff. Yep. Yeah. He pitched in for prop. Usually me and Melissa handle and cover all of those fences. Um, and what do you averagely spend on the episode for prop? It depends on the episode. The ice cream one, I spent like a hundred bucks. We had a lot of extra plans for that set and for like photos. That one, we put the effort in where it was supposed to include photo shoots along with it. So that one, we had extra effort. But some episodes, we spend absolutely no money and we only use props that we already have. So it, it varies. So you are starting episode. to recycle some of these props and repurpose them for other episodes. That's good. Yeah, everything so we kinda, use. I kind of felt like you guys did like a clean slate. Like you kind of break it down, toss it, or do whatever you do with the props and then start over. Because some of these episodes are very different from each other. So if one episode's ice cream, the other one's pineapples, you know, it's not really going clash that well so you guys are kind of oh. seems like you're building almost like a, a a prop room now to where you can build different sets it does feel like a prop room we have a storage section where we have like bins of all of our props a lot of the stuff is things that we already had at our house and then anything that we buy it's intended to be used multiple times unless okay. it's food but food is food i like food <laughs> Yeah, you're very big on food. You're, I think that's one of the things I do like about you is you, you do make a lot of like homemade foods, which a lot of people don't ever want to take the time to make a loaf of bread. You know, you can go to the store and spend two something and get, you know, perfectly made loaf of bread. You're making some dope shit, which I'm sure all tastes amazing. And then, you know, you ruin that, that content I see with armpit video parts, but <laughs> it's, that, it's, it's that sweet and savory mix, I guess you like, where, you know, you got the sweet and you fucking ruin it with some salt. But oh, but so you good. think it's savory, not even sour. <laughs> it's not salty. It, I think it makes me salty because when I say it, I get so <laughs> angry that I fucking hear it. Because uh. you always have the same smile. So, like, you think that maybe you have like a funny story, like, you know, I was at the grocery store and this happened, ha ha ha. But no, you fucking throw the, you know, your little <laughs> armpit thing. And uh, I catfish people with my face. You're just, you're doing it left and right. And uh, I haven't yep. my and then I, Shame on me. And then I force armpit parts upon them. That's why you don't follow our Instagram. What a hater. You secretly know you like them. No, I like the, I, I like photos. I, I, I really don't spend a whole lot of time on Instagram or on TikTok. And so then what I you're saying is, my life. I have to do TikTok. I'm saying is, is if you're on TikTok, I'm more likely to like, I, I, I realize I enjoy <laughs> looking at strangers content more than like, this guy went to junior high with and what he's eating today like i don't care about that anymore i see a video on how to do this in photoshop or how to do you know a certain thing in marketing like that's what i care about that's what like, piques my interest oh well and good learn the marketing i don't know a lot of people doing that stuff so that i'm personally connected to that's fair that's what i was gonna say i don't know a lot of people doing that either and so you should watch the marketing tiktoks and then teach me that sure <laughs> Sure. Just, just send me your uh, Vedmo QR code and I'll, I'll get that all dialed in for you. Send <laughs> cool. a limo to pick me up and I'll go do an episode. I mean, maybe. You never know. See, to me, it seems weird because, yes, it's money, but then also literally anybody could hire a limo if you just allot money for that. 
it's not even that expensive. I, I've I've been in limos before, and it's like a hundred and fifty an hour or something. I mean, I, I guess that's expensive in the end, but if if you're going so for you like a show, if you're renting it for three hours, like it's it's an experience that you're not going to do all the time. Yeah. So like, I'm sure it was cool, like that you two could party and not have to worry about driving to the show or even driving after a show after doing trying to do interviews and, and force them to do, you know, answer questions and shit. I asked permission before I asked my invasive question. He had the option to say, no, I can't. I'm busy. <laughs> I gave him but, an out. Okay. But, but imagine if you said, hey, can I ask you just one question? He said, no, would you not be, you would be butthurt. I mean, I would have been disappointed. He did let us know he had to be on stage in four minutes, but he also did not walk away. It wasn't like we were blocking him or anything. It was like, yes. But I mean, imagine if your one question was like can you like describe what it was like growing up in the first 10 years of your life like you could have asked him some super complex deep question that would take more than four minutes to answer and then you would have screwed him over and he would then he would have to cut his set short which would have made fans upset and then they would not tune into your podcast but I didn't. I asked him a question that only required one word. And if he had time to give more words, which he did, he could. He had a great answer. I mean, that's actually for him answering that on the spot. So yeah. You, and he you... didn't take any time at all. He already knew his answer. Like he thought about it. He had reasons instantly. He was like, oh, yeah. And I was like, oh, fuck. He knew already. Cool. Yeah. Tell me all the reasons. I like, I like <laughs> that he explained why he didn't go straight for the king of the jungle type. He didn't go for the obvious. Yeah. He was like you can be king of the jungle but you still can't keep me here sounds <laughs> like that boy going. has some soul in him yeah I like it, it was a it was a wonderful answer and i just was like well fuck right answer and then, thank and you, you just for... wish you could ask him 20 more questions like that i mean yes i wish i could i would love to pick his brain <laughs> i could see it being difficult getting people to come out to riverside to do interviews but <laughs> oh my god to take a train and <laughs> it's actually a dope spot and i wish i would have known you guys were maybe going there because alex and i would go Right down the street, there's like this little, I don't know if it's like a burger spot, but they have like your typical hamburgers, pizza, whatever. Me and Alex always will go there. We'll actually go from Orange County out there, which takes like an hour or more to get just these chicken strips. And they're not just like any chicken strips. They're basically like full on chicken breasts that were like mashed and then breaded and deep fried. All the condiments are available. It's like another one of those spots where we always have to go. So we're always stoked when we have bands playing at the uh, belly up because we always want to eat there. We've actually had uh, business meetings there. Okay, well, <laughs> tell me the place because I want to eat that. <laughs> I forget the name. It's, it's right down the street from it. I'll, I'll find it. Okay, so I Mali like Wally, eventually shows up to a studio that you've worked on and this melissa's worked on it you do you set up the actual audio recording does melissa do that maui wowie hit and record who's who's hitting the record button we set everything up melissa did work her ass off it needs to be known she fucking worked her ass off we got the whole room set up the way maui wowie had requested was part of the show would be recorded with the lights on and then part of the show would be recorded with black light so we had to set it up where there were two different types of lights around um i still fuck up with microphones i've bought in so many different kinds we have ghost issues and electronic issues you can say it's not real but it's definitely real um and maui wowie also wanted to set up a photo shoot for us but all of us were exhausted and tired and so we weren't prepared to add in a photo shoot into the time we had included for him to be there so as he was setting up the photo shoot it required us to take down some of the decorations we had already set up it took a little bit longer it set us back a little bit in time he snapped a few photos and then we all set up our recording devices and we always record with two or three different things at a time we plan to record around two we ended up recording around i think 5 p.m set up makeup finishing the room we've already had interviews conducted by maui wowie where he goes out to shows that we don't make it to and he's grabbed the interviews with like kenny nishikawa so like interview videos maui wowie has previously interviewed the bassist with Von Alia. We include interviews. Oh. Allison Coleman Clifton has also done interviews for us with Kyle Smith, and we include those in our episodes as well. Um, if people make it to a show that we can't make it to and they have a chance to speak to these people and they want a chance to speak to these people and they are like, I can't justify just walking up and be like, hey, fucking talk to me. Well, fuck it. Do it in the name of our show and we'll throw it on there and you get to share it with everybody. It's not that we're asking people to do it for us, it's saying, hey, if you want to, here's a reason. It works out and it's really cool. It's really fun. 
that's what I was saying, Denim. We've had um, footage from shows we've been to, but Kyle Smith, we've had interviews with him multiple times or band members of his multiple times on our show. And it's really fun. <laughs> so Christopher Martin, he's already been on our show before interviewing people. He's been to the studio before. He's helped us out before with lighting. It started out as like an interview and then it ended up just being like friends sitting there talking shit. Okay. I was giving him such a hard time. So, so, <laughs> he probably so, was like, fuck you, Jesse. <laughs> so you start recording around five, you said? Maybe four. We do this interview. This is this is the longest fucking question I've ever asked somebody. So we do the interview. How long does this interview take with Maui Wowie? Maybe two hours. So we record the first half, and then one of our recording devices turned off. Uh, Maui Wowie was doing microphones. He had his stuff recording as well. Uh, so when things pause, we figure, okay, this is a good time to take a break. This is when we're going to change the lighting and the setting. So we go back into our other room, and I do the face paint on Maui Wowie, and I turn him into an upside down pineapple. Go in the I painted his face. Me and Melissa made sure that we had some glow-in-the-dark glowiness. We painted shit on ourselves to be glowy, and then we turned off all the lights, and we were being blinded by black lights, and we recorded the rest of the show. We do interviews about weird shit, but we don't throw weird shit at people. We usually have guidelines for questions that we ask people and we will let them know the topics we're going to cover beforehand that's why we give people the option for the theme it lets them set the tone it lets them decide what kind of setting they'll be walking into are there things you want to discuss are there things you don't want to discuss there was a lot of things that maui wowie was like no i don't want to talk about that maui wowie has his like his own even list of comfort topics that he's willing to touch on and then obviously even the artist can you know be like i don't even want to touch on that either yeah which is completely fair game And at any point, if they reach out to me because I do the editing, we let them know, hey, if you leave here and think back, if there's anything you wish for us to cut out, let us know and we will. Anyways, um, (laughs) you're such a hater. So, so you pull the audio from two and a half working devices. I usually use footage from one, but we have two or three recordings. We change rooms and scenes and settings so often. We don't have the computer hooked up. We have three separate devices recording. And then I go back and I edit it all together. Okay, so you're taking this home. And I'm guessing you don't even touch that episode because now you have to work on maybe two weeks ago. Catching it. And I'm, I'm assuming from what I've seen, you go through a lot and try to cut out. I guess dead air time or rambling. You know. I ramble. So this, we ramble. So the, these episodes aren't just the way they are, start to finish. Like you're going in there and, and really editing out a lot of fluff to really cut it down to what it ends up being. Yeah, to like keep it more to the point and focus. So in the end, a lot goes into it. Yeah. And, and, and also Melissa, in between. And, and Melissa really needs to pick up the slack and, and buying limos isn't always going to fix the problem. It was super cool. We felt cool and I appreciated it. So do you think you'll end up reaching back out to any of the artists from that venue to set up a, a vert, like a remote interview? Like do you, or do you really want to push in person or... Are you fine doing like the Zooms? I'm fine doing Zoom, but as you can see, I always have trouble recording them. A lot goes in the episode. Um, Melissa's away dealing with some family stuff. Have you gotten any updates from her? Um, Yes. She's talking back and forth with her dad. Her husband's doing good. He's all right. He was having blood pressure issues. And so it was like once he got under control, he was good. Yeah. You know why? Because he's married to Melissa. I would have high blood pressure if I was married to her too. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my Why god you'd be pulling to... around in limos you'd be I relaxed to... oh my god ever you love her and you're gonna come to our studio pick a theme no, it'll be Wee herman no you're coming to vegas and we're gonna do a dope ass episode out here. yeah that would be really cool we do want to do that too I'll do yeah that. I, actually i do see your updates because i always laugh every time i see you say that you updated podbean oh yeah you beans Podbean is so easy to update, and for some reason, I never do. I always drop like four episodes at a time. I'm all here's five hours of shit. Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> it's all very time consuming, is what I put together. It is. It, it really sounds, and maybe your listeners can chime in. If maybe it's time to cut down on the set designs and really settle on something, maybe you should kind of do like your logo. The logo is just like a fucking mess full of different things maybe just do that with your set take a bit of everything no no <laughs> so i mean when your rib pops out and is, is stabbing your heart no that's why well, i'm not going to tell you what you should do because you're you're entitled to do whatever the fuck you want i get in trouble a lot for my videos like i got in trouble on youtube i have to have all of our videos mm. posted at 18 and older now <laughs> you yeah. didn't know so, so that's nothing to do with patreon because 
that, that's when you post a video on Patreon, that's the back end of that is through YouTube. So that video lives on YouTube. It's on YouTube and then the YouTube link goes on to Patreon. So it's both of I'm them. just explaining it to the people that don't know on Patreon that those are YouTube videos. Okay, cool. So then... <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited for the podcast. It really seems like you guys are finding your voice. You guys, it sounds like you just need a bunch of sixteen men and women to do all the heavy lifting because your ribs pop out. You're basically like Sally or whatever her name is from Nightmare for Christmas. Yes, that's why I dressed up as her. You just constantly have to resell your arm back together, put your rib back in place. It's just falling apart. And I have to do it by myself. It's really weird. It's really hard. And, you know, and half the time I don't know what I'm even doing. <laughs> I'm I mean, like, well, this feels better. When you don't know what you're doing, you just act like you do and you do a lot of it works out. Make it till you make it. We're almost to 30 episodes. Yep. This was a really cool surprise bonus one. I sure. accidentally catfished you, but it was cool. I know, it's cool that, that you and Melissa met basically through liking the same band yeah right so you guys are just fans of the same band now you guys have your own little podcast that you that you're wanting to grow into a very big thing right like the plan is for you guys to grow this to be big bigger than it is yeah so the goal that's something a lot of people have asked the goal is to be big but also while we get big is to include people and bring them along with us. So that's like when we did our mystery boxes, we included a lot of merch from the people who have been on our show and we got the soap that's handmade and we included that. Like all of these people who are in the communities, Kyle Smith, we included stickers. Dylan Garcia, who's been on our show, we had stickers. Headshine, we had stickers. Um, I kind of like the idea of these boxes. If you build like a community, if that's the goal is to build a community, if, you, if these mystery boxes sometimes have an item from its own community member, how cool is yeah. that? It's kind of cool. Like everyone can kind of like, hey, I have, you know, a wood making business. I can make signs or this and that. But now someone can kind of promote their business and it, it helps you guys. It helps them. It's, it's a, a dope thing. And it'll reach people who they would not have otherwise been able to reach. Like we included a button for the Something Dirty team. They have buttons that they make and they include a QR code on the back of the button. And I reached out to Nicole who does that. And I asked if they wanted to include a sticker or a button. She sent those those got to go in the mystery box as well. We have the buttons we make. I included their big button with our little tiny buttons. And it was like, it was an extra thing in the box. It promotes them. It promotes us. Like you said, it, it includes the community and we get to support the people who are supporting us. And I like that. And it, it was really fun to put those boxes together. And we have our bath boxes. But see, like um, I want the bar of soap to have, you know, the, 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 little, the little fucking vintage string that's brown. That looks like a miniature rope. And on that rope is a little tag that has like you and Melissa in the tub together with like a bunch of bubbles. Like it needs, it needs to be branded. It has that. Oh my goodness. So it, so the soap is inside its own little loofah pouch where you you can use it as its own scrubber. And then yep, that yep, whole set is inside a carry pouch that you can put in. And the carry pouch has a picture of me and Melissa in the bathtub, all fancy, mm -hmm. printed on it. Mm -hmm. We're on the so, same wavelength, man. We're, we're, we're all there. We're all, we're, all, we're all operating at the same frequency. Working same, our ass Same, but different. Yeah. <laughs> and then <laughs> we designed the calendar ourselves. <laughs> and put that together and then like we and have what's what's these pictures in the calendar are they again did, i don't know if you answered that like are they sexy or are they just funny or what yes it's all of them are they the um, ones that you really posted on socials or will be custom for the calendar some of them never made it to social media because they're not allowed and some Ooh. of them were patreon pictures some of them are pictures that nobody had seen before kristen beck got one in her mystery box and i remember her sending me a message she was like i was so excited for to hang the calendar at work and then she goes i opened it up to the very first page and went oh nope Nope, this so, is the at-home calendar. Ooh, what does this mean? I don't know what's not safe for work. I'm thinking something sexy. They were sexy. Okay. But it doesn't have to be nipples to be sexy. I'm just trying to, I, I'm trying to draw a line in this thing. It was pictures from every set that we've ever done. And some of them are sexy and some of them are ridiculous. Some of them, we prefer to record on two days or we'd like to set up on one day and then record on another. If we set up on a full day, we also can do a full photo shoot. We both will take pictures. I'll edit the pictures. We'll use some of those to promote our stuff. You know, we'll use some of them just to save. I, I want to take over February of your next calendar. Okay. <laughs> okay. And you're gonna, you're gonna be a harp. Well, I'll take like I'll take the photo of you guys. But... Oh, you want a photography credit? Oh no. See, I was like, cool. You're Mr. February then. <laughs> I mean, I'd end up looking like the guy from Little Caesars, but uh -huh. if that's 
sexy, I guess it was. Well, we can make it cooler than Little Caesars, but everybody likes pizza. Pizza's food. I think, I think majority of people like pizza. Like everybody everybody pizza. likes food. Well, you should probably start maybe planning some fallout events. Like, yes, I'm down to do that. I always try and tell you, I don't stalk or harass people. I'm like, you'll have to invite me and let me know. Is there any topics you want to touch on before we wrap this up? I've been kind of controlling this interview and it was a very long interview about how much time it takes to make one episode. So what kind of guests do you have coming up? Do you guys have that kind of thing where you already know like she so-and-so's coming back in with her edibles? Or Jen stops by all the time. She's a good friend. Uh, we do have an interview set up with Two Dumb Babies. Oh, really? Like, you got them to come on? Yeah. And that's going to be fun. Mm. Because I really like laughing. Oh, okay. I mean, time. You, you act like it's a foreign thing. Yeah, they're funny. And that would be cool. Um, it also is nice to include parts that aren't just the music or the reggae community. Like we're including people who create things within the community. And it's other people. It's not just music. Comedians are a big part of it. And, you know, Eric Friedman, he's a comedian and he works in the music industry. And so it's like a bridge between both. When I first, my first tour was with the blindness realm and offspring in Canada. That was my very first tour. And he was the blind's tour manager. So he was the guy that um, I reported to all the time. He was the tour manager for a very, very long time. Is he not doing it anymore? You know, he's, he's doing it. I saw him talking about it. He took a year off to do comedy. He took... This was the first tour where he wasn't going with them. Oh, okay. This I mean, this is it's all it's very intimidating to me. I'm like, fuck, I'm just a fan. Like I I have to put a business hat on and not make it just be a fangirl, but also know like this is so exciting for me and I'm honored that they would even agree and feel that our show is good enough to go on and that's mm-hmm. fucking cool. No, I think it'll be cool to to pop in on the show. Hopefully you guys will come out to Vegas and we'll actually do a show in person and smoke a whole bunch of weed on camera and hopefully YouTube will take it down and Melissa will drop the ball and we'll be going around the strip on a limo. You know, and I got <laughs> I got ideas. I just I just need things to happen. Well, there's a lot of ideas and I think some of them can happen without anything going wrong. We could just make it happen the first time and make it be right. That's doable and stop by and i don't know this was cool i i felt like i didn't mean to trick you if i did trick you today but i'm glad that i did because i've been harassing you every fucking day every day i don't deny it i'm quite obnoxious but you agreed Was there anything else you want to say? So thank you for having me. I uh, had a great time. Glad it worked out. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll you'll keep everyone updated if we end up doing something cool in Vegas. Yes, we will. We, we're going to do something cool in Vegas. And then we're going to do a beach walk. And I'll harass you more about more things. <laughs> this sounds good. All right. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Anthony. This was really cool. And I appreciate all of the amazing topics that you've forced me to talk about all the time. Thank you. And everyone send good vibes to Melissa and her uh, dad. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. the page, Perry Queens, cooler than you are me. Good time professionals with no listeners, bad intention influencers. Your heroes, seductions, is the nameless productions for your heroes, seductions, is the nameless productions for your heroes, seductions, is the nameless productions.